0: Hey, hey, Olivia.
1: Hi, Desmond. good to get to connect.
0: Yes. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing well. I just got your link just popping on here to have a fun discussion.
0: All right. Sounds good to me. So before we start, I just want to say thank you for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it
1: yeah thanks for inviting me i'm excited i love being on podcasts it's one of my favorite things to do is just have a cool conversation and educate you know audiences about what i know to be true so it's an honor thank you
0: you're welcome so your first topic is why did you decide to write a book
1: (laughs) yeah so yes, I wrote a book called Lose the Weight, Create Your Healthy State, and I decided to write it because I am a health and empowerment coach, and it is a way for me to use my book as a way to write down everything I know to be true about how to be healthy and strong in your body, and I wanted it to have this information all in one space so I can essentially give it away or sell it to give people the information that they need. Um, Most people are not going to make big changes in their life with just information. So everything out there you can Google these days. So it's not the information that creates these big changes for people. It's the support and the accountability to create the lasting change and transformational change. And so with my support, I use the book and I have a course where I take people through a 12-week course to help them empower their health. And we, I essentially teach my book in this online course where we hold weekly meetings and things like that to get have them get the support they need.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Now, was there anybody you looked up to when you were getting older that made you want to value your health?
1: Yeah. Um, so I actually grew up in a martial arts studio. Um, my father uh, teaches Kung Fu Sansu. So I was doing demonstrations and fighting since I was probably three. Um, and was always in a space of, you know, having the ability to participate in those classes anytime I wanted to. So we were very much a family high in activity, and I think that for me, it's always been an anchor as a way of something that I can control. It's there's a lot of things outside of my control in the world, but I can take care of my health and I can take care of myself and practice self-care. So it's part of one of those things that I think is important for us all to do just to handle. It's like the new requirement I feel today to handle the stresses of the world. So it's something that I've always used as a tool, as a way to feel confident and strong in my body and to be able to inspire others to do the same is been my one of my greatest joys for sure
0: i often tell people it's definitely important to take care of your body as you get older
1: Mm -hmm. definitely yeah absolutely i was just um creating a i had a call today with a, a a mom she's got a she's got a kid i think he's about one years old now somewhere between nine months and one years old And so often when I get on a call with new clients, they, or potential new clients, that is, so often I hear this feeling of despair of, you know, I don't know what's going on, I'm doing everything I used to be able to do, and I'm trying to do the thing, and it's not working. And You know, one of the things I like to share when people are coming to me in that space is that, well, of course, it's not working because what you did before is probably not going to work if you're trying to do the same thing that you did when you were 20 and now you're 40, or when you're 30, and now you're 50. So right. knowing how to take care of your health as you get older is so essential. And most people are holding on to those days where they were, uh, you know, full, you know, playing soccer year round. And it's like that's that's not gonna cut it because you've got a nine to five, and you've got yeah. two kids running around. Like how you take of your take care of your health is going to look a lot different now. So helping people create an effective plan for their goals now and for their lifestyle now is so important because it's usually not going to be the thing they used to do.
0: <laughs> exactly. Everybody thinks when you're younger, you're invincible and stuff like that. But as you get older, like you said, responsibilities start kicking in. Your body does start to slow down. So that's why it's important to take care of your health and work out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Working out is a huge component of it. Um, That fitness piece is one of the five pillars of health that I teach. Um, And a lot of the time people are trying to lose weight and take care of their health by just focusing on working out because it's something people can essentially go and do right it's an activity to go and join a gym or it's like go to yoga class or go on a run it's like a, an activity we feel like is very tangible and I think that's why so many people move to exercise to be healthy and be strong and lose weight but it's actually not essential it's not really the most productive way and it usually gets in people's way when they only focus on the workout. And so when I'm talking to clients, a lot of the times I'm working on reframing, first of all, how they work out, to also include what I call work-in sessions, where they're stretching and doing their physical therapy they were supposed to do five years ago, um, or making sure they're doing injury prevention, things like that, as well as breath work, things that will allow them to actually get energy. A workout is going to take away your energy. And when you're living a hectic life and you've got a full plate with a high allostatic load, adding one more thing to your plate is going to just stress out an already stressed out body. So incorporating both a workout and a work in is important, which is one element of the pillars of health. But the other ones, especially the other three of hydration and proper fuel and the, the right amount of sleep, is essential. And that fifth pillar is getting outside. So often now, so many of us are working from home or hybrid um, in the office and home, and people are not getting even outside enough or getting enough steps in the day. So incorporating that time in nature as well is essential.
0: Right. Uh, I often feel like you need to have balance in your life.
1: Yeah, would you like me to speak on on that balance a bit? Definitely. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, balance is just such an interesting word. Sometimes I feel like it's a hard word to define because for a balanced life, that balanced life is going to look so different for depending on what you're prioritizing. So it's really about figuring out what you care about, what you care about your experience being and your result in the next week, three months, six months, a year from now and saying, okay, here's my goal. This is what I care about experiencing. So now I can say to myself, all right, let me me see, what do I need to go and do now? What is the aligned action, the empowered action I have to take in order to reach that experience and to have this experience, I want to have in my day. So, when people are talking about, about a balanced lifestyle, usually I like to talk about the three buckets of life. So, you have the bucket of the self, okay? Included in the self is like your self care, it's your time by yourself, maybe alone time, it's, um, you know, getting your workout in and taking care of just you. The second bucket is the bucket of relationships. So this is maybe your friends, your family, your community that you contribute to. And the third bucket of life is your contribution bucket. And in that bucket, that's your maybe your career or your job or your work or your volunteer um, aspect of your life. It's how you contribute to the world. So we, we have these three buckets of life, okay? and we only have 100% to give. You don't have 150%. You only have 100%. So all of these buckets cannot be 100% all the time because there's right. three buckets and there's only one of us, right?
0: Right.
1: <laughs> so you kind of when 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 I when I work with clients to create a balanced life, it's not about trying to fill up these buckets 100% to have a balanced life. It's saying, okay, what do you care about? Okay, great. You care about making more money this year. Great. So you need to up your percentage happening in your contribution bucket if you want to make more money this year. Right. And we need to figure out the minimum requirement necessary here in your self bucket so that you can actually contribute to your business or your career advancement. Right. So I am a huge advocate for the self. Because without that self bucket at whatever that baseline is, most likely we're going to need to raise that baseline percentage that we are giving to ourselves in order to pour into the other buckets. Because when we are not filled up enough and we're depleted and exhausted and moody and frustrated, it's really hard to then contribute to the relationship bucket or the contribution bucket. So unless you're trying to be a pro athlete, a lot of the times I'm saying, okay, what is the requirement that's needed in this self bucket so that you can pour into the relationship bucket of your children or your partner or into that contribution bucket where you are contributing to purposeful work and advancing in your career. So when you're talking about a balanced lifestyle, I want people to think of it more of a counterbalance. Like how note like visualize these three buckets of life See where you're putting your time right now. Like which bucket are you contributing most of your time to now? And then let's reassess and reevaluate how we're spending our time so that we're actually getting the experience we want to have. Because as of now, only 8% of people are reaching their goals each year. And if Mm. that goal is tied to health, and weight loss or anything like that, that number goes down to 2%. So that means 98% of people are not reaching their health goals, right? So that's going to be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a big problem. So it's really about saying, okay, what do I want? What do I want my experience to be? And then working backwards from there. That's how you're going to get that balanced lifestyle because then you're going to feel proud. Then you're going to actually be prioritizing what you actually care about and make time for what you care about.
0: That's right. Keep the positives and get rid of the negatives.
1: Yeah, that positive mindset is definitely crucial. It's definitely crucial.
0: Yes, indeed. So your next topic is in your book, you mentioned growing up in a cult it <laughs> having eight. This, this, I saw this. I'm like, oh, I gotta ask this question.
1: <laughs> know, it's, a hard one. it's a hard one not to ignore, right? <laughs> right.
0: So, you mentioned growing up in a cult and having eight brothers and sisters. Can you tell me more about your upbringing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I wrote a chapter in the book. It's the second chapter. It's called um, Shame to Shine. And it's, a story, my story, essentially, and it's the story of um, how I've turned my pain into my purpose. Essentially, it's a you know one of those those stories, and I grew up, as it says, in a cult in Los Angeles, and I won't go into the details and the names of anything, but essentially there was a lot of manipulation, physical abuse, um, psychological abuse, a lot of controlling, and a lot of. Um, a lot of people very disempowered, uh, in their, in their lives. And that was kind of the backdrop of, uh, what I was exposed to, um, very young. And it was something that, it was something that I ended up feeling very dis. I ended up just disassociating was my coping mechanism. So essentially, I blocked out everything (laughs) is like that is what that means. I tried to, I blocked out a lot to cope with my environment and I ended up kind of making my own world in my head and deal with the stresses of that environment. So I actually have one full sister and the rest are half and full. There was a lot of affairs and divorces and the whole gamut. And essentially um, I, my stepmom and my father left when I was about six years old, so I I have a lot of memories from that time because you you know you obviously create memories before the age of six, but um, a lot of it because I was in tra- in a trauma state of disassociation. I don't remember a lot of it as well.
0: Right. But
1: that upbringing was really just about why I spoke about it in the book was to talk about how I was disconnected to myself and whether some of the things i'm listing of the of of the way i felt disconnected to myself and how that manifested in my body was it started out as being dissociated and then it moved to a lot of compulsive compulsive behavior so i had an ocd growing up pretty badly when i was a young girl and teenager and then that moved into Overtraining, I overexercised as a way to control as well, and then I ended up with an autoimmune disease because of that. And all of, I name all of those here in the chapter because essentially they're all the same. They're all they're all me not connected to myself, and that is um, due to not feeling like I am taking care of myself and. Whether you are addicted to exercising or f- emotionally eating or alcohol, it's all the same. It's a compulsive behavior, is an addicted behavior, an addiction. And when we can move away from that addicted behavior and that compulsive behavior and find our truth and listen to our truth, it's so much easier to have freedom in your life. And have the joy, the happiness, and the create the abundance we all are looking for. So it was definitely one of those crazy upbringings. <laughs> we moved around <laughs> Los Angeles a lot. Um, you know, it's, it, it's a testament to my, my parents of leaving something like that is not easy uh, to do. They left their family and they left their friends. They didn't have any money. They left everything they knew. Um, when you leave a cult, you leave everything. So the fact that they were able to bring their combined seven children with them is crazy. Amazing. Right. That's so, insane. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even imagine um, the bravery that takes to do that um, is pretty amazing. So yeah, that's my, that's my experience. And so we, yeah, we, I gotta, I've, I have a lot of brothers and sisters that I grew up with and, um, there's always a full household it's loud there's it a lot of kids oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> so. so before you wrote the book at what point did you feel like it was you were comfortable enough to even open up to tell people about your story before thinking about putting it in a book
1: yeah um, I feel like I feel like as a coach It's our responsibility as coaches to go first. Right. I put it in a book. By the time I had put it in a book, I had shared my story on social media and with, you know, hundreds of clients and lots of different, in lots of different places and like blog posts and things like that. So by the time I wrote it in the book, I had already told a lot of that story to a lot of people, but I also, I don't know if I have a lot that I don't tell people. I've been an open book with people for a long time. I like to share with people my process as well, so that people can understand how I get from A to B, how I get unstuck. Because I think processes um, really help people. It's really great to see somebody on Instagram saying, Oh, I made half a million dollars this year, or I've got a six pack, but it's it's like, talk about how you got there. Right. right. Talk about what the integration from knowledge, like, I have the knowledge and the plan to then, and and then to the exit. How do you execute that daily plan to be able to have the result? And that's the process I really do enjoy sharing with people. And if I can pull out an experience from my own life, whether it be, um, you know, having a, a child, to, um, you know, having a a very severe depression and and obsessive compulsive disorders growing up to where I'm at now. And that story can help somebody and say, Oh, wow. Like she's just a regular person, (laughs) you know, like if she can do it, I can do it. And that is the hope. Okay. That's my hope. That's why I put it in there. It's mostly to say, you can do this. Like if I can do this, you can do this. And, um, I do think it takes a bit of courage to be that vulnerable to put yourself out there. But I also do feel like it's, it's not that hard for me because it is, I just feel like it's a requirement of the job. It's, it's part of the job to go first. And a lot of people open up to me about a lot of things. So it's only fair. (laughs) It's only fair. I go first.
0: I understand this is true. Um, Also, I feel like sometimes People just talk about the finished product of a situation. But like you said, they never share the steps they took to get to where they're at today.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that I mean, even the even when I just on day one that I decided to write my book, most people would do this. They would they would decide to write a book and they wouldn't tell anybody until it was out. Like they right. would just, they would just be quiet about. It. They're just like hunker down, and they didn't want to tell anybody in case it didn't get done, or in case it sucked, or who knows, right? Right. But for me, it's the opposite. It's, it's like I'm gonna tell everybody on day one that I'm gonna write a book. I've decided to write a book, and you can come on this ride with me, and I'll post on every week about how it's going and the ups and downs and. How I'm doing it, and how I'm getting help doing it, and how how I get support, and you know all of it, everything from how do I handle, you know, um, writing each chapter, how I how I schedule my time to do that, um, how much I'm using my standing desk versus sitting down versus walking outside with my phone and doing voice to text. Um, It's it's literally saying my husband is taking my daughter out for the weekend and I'm going to go get a hotel because I have to get chapter two done. It's actually hearing about the nitty gritty of it to say this is actually what it takes to do something. And we we so often only want the fun bits of of something. (laughs) We only want the fun bits of a relationship or the good the good parts about writing a book or the good parts about owning a business. But there are some parts that are challenging. And you and part of how I can do what I do is because I I I if I don't love the challenging parts, at least I embrace the challenging parts as well. And that's what is required for any anything that you want to accomplish whether it's starting a new workout routine or growing your business or building an intimate relationship with somebody, you know, they say, I want to have love in my life. I'm like, excellent. When's the last time you flirted with somebody? And they're like, Oh my gosh, I could never. I could never ask anybody for their number. That would be incredibly embarrassing, right? It's like, right. <laughs> well, you gotta get to, you got to get past it. It's like, I want to grow my business. I'm like, great. Have you told people on social media what you're doing? They're like, oh, no, I couldn't do that, right? <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, you got to like embrace it all. There's going to be uncomfortable, challenging parts of any of this, of anything you truly desire, and it's most likely going to look different than what you were doing before, but if you can embrace those challenging bits and love them even a little bit, that's when magic happens faster. And usually I do that because I get a lot of support. <laughs> I have my own coaches that support me for on the days where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, I'm scared. And they're like, yeah, you can, go do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll go do it.
0: <laughs> you got this, go.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly, you got it, you just go. So it is finding people around you that can help you navigate. But yeah, the, with the sharing my process has been a big uh, part of coaching for me. And it's, it's actually really also a way for me to st- stay accountable, it, to be honest. Like me posting that was me saying, now I can't back out. Like on day one when I said, okay, I'm you know, sharing with my whole audience. I'm going to write a book. Well, now I can't back out that's how I stay accountable. I'll go post it somewhere. <laughs> I'll go post what I'm about to go do next to keep myself accountable.
0: Well, that makes sense. Cause once they see the post, like, well, she says she's going to write a book. So what's, what's the progress on the book now? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's
0: it. So your next question is a three-parter. Okay. So the first part is you've been kind of talking about it, but What is your process to help people lose weight?
1: Yeah, I would love to talk about that process. So I have a outline in my book, and it's called "Empower." Okay, how to empower your health, and each of the letters of "Empower" represent a step in the process. So I'll do a quick outline here. Okay, is the first E of "Empower" is for allowing yourself to eliminate the dead weight okay and what that means is that you're going to let go of the things that are not working anymore most of us know exactly what's not working (laughs) even Mm -hmm. though it's really hard to do we don't want to admit it sometimes but we know what's not working And so often when people are wanting to lose weight, they start, the first thing they want to do is start adding a bunch of things like, oh, they joined a gym or, oh, now they're going to be a vegan or, you know, they, they throw away all their food and then they buy a subscription to something. I don't know. They buy workout clothes. This is not the best plan. It's better to start clearing out. So. That's the first step that needs to happen is to eliminate the things that are not working. What can you separate from in order to elevate your life? The M is for making a way out of no way and making time. And for that step, it is about obviously you've been doing things how you've been doing them and it's not working. And you're not, again, allocating the buckets of life very well. Meaning, if you want to get the same result, keep doing the same thing. But if you're wanting a different result, you're going to have to make time for a different bucket and allocate those um, that counterbalance a little different. And you have to make it important for you. So a lot of that step is to connect to your why and connect to your priorities so that you're prioritizing your time correctly make sense so far?
0: Right. I'm right with you.
1: Okay, cool. So the P in this step is to create a powerful state. And in this step, I'm sharing, sharing with people what the 2% of people who are reaching their health goals each year are doing. Most of the time when I am working with clients. They're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that's what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> and with all the information out there, like everything's free. But I'm literally just curating the information. I've been in this industry over 20 years. I know my stuff and I lay it out very clearly. It's, it's curated information for people to say, OK, here's my roadmap. This is the information I actually need to lose weight and what works and what doesn't work. So that's that step. It is important to have the correct information and have your plan forward. Um, so the next step is to, is the, the next few steps here are really how to then create um, lasting change. So the O in empower is for being out of stress. So it is Impossible. It's, well, it's very, very hard to lose weight and keep it off. Last for lasting success, to lose the weight for the last time. If you are a, if you're stressed, and if your coping coping mechanisms for stress are just band aids and aren't actually strategies that will cure the stress and eliminate the stress. You will most likely move back into a compulsive state of overeating or, you know, self-sabotage. OK, so that's the step where we really work on getting out of that fear state. So the, la- the W here is stands for who's really hungry. So who is really hungry? We are we are not really hungry for food your body doesn't need to, doesn't want to overeat, but it's just very easy. It's like a quick dopamine high, right? It's just like, it works to over. It's like, Ooh, the burger. Yay. I got some sugar in me and now I'm a little happy for a second. So it's really about diving deeper to say, okay, what am I actually longing for? And What is going to actually bring me pleasure and joy and happiness? And how can I tap into play? How can I tap into purpose? What is it that I'm actually longing for? And it's a powerful step to really also learn how to deal with your emotions. Most of us are running around trying to avoid a bad feeling or a bad vibe or a hard conversation. And this step is to learn to master those skills so that it's easy to have a hard conversation. It's just necessary. It's not easy, it's not hard, it's just necessary. It's just necessary to bring up what's on your mind with your partner. (laughs) It's just necessary to talk to your coworkers and educate them on how to treat you. It's just an easy, it's an easier way so that you're not weighed down from the emotional, the emotional weight we carry is important too, not just the physical uh, weight, it's the emotional weight as well. So we dive into who's really hungry. Right. From there, we are making it be effortless. Okay. So the the last E in empower is about creating an effortless state. The people who are in the two percent make it effortless. It's fun. It's play. They incorporate it in their life, and it's not something they're thinking about all the time as a chore. It is ingrained in their everyday, and In that effortless state they've also been able to access their creativity most of us really have this creative well i do believe in my opinion everybody has a genius inside of them okay and that wants to be birthed and so many of us are living in a state where we don't like our jobs we don't like where we live we don't like our situation and it's we're not making taking the steps needed to allow ourselves to be creative and have spaciousness and freedom in our lives. So that is the step that we recreate we that effortless state. And the last R in this, in this series is to rinse, recover, and repeat, meaning you're gonna recommit with every new transition in your life. You're going to recommit to this. You're gonna repeat the steps to empower your health and your life as many times as needed And in as many areas as possible, including all the buckets of life so that you are able to amplify your life. So those are the steps to that I outline in the book and that I educate people in my course and in the book about how to empower their health. And I work with my clients anywhere between three months to to 12 months um, on this work with them.
0: I like how you broke that down, the word in power. And I'm sure your clients are very happy with the way you helped them throughout the whole journey.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. It's such it's just my honor. It allows me to do what I love. So I always feel like my clients are helping me as much as much or more than I am even helping them. And I've got to work with thousands of people, you know, over the course of twenty years doing Um, versions of this. And it is um, really so fun. It's, It's so fun to have women especially step into their power in this way when they have felt like so disconnected to themselves thinking things were not possible for them. And then being able to say, you know what? I'm celebrating myself every day now, no matter what. I love my life. I love my body. I feel good in my day. And that is what it's all about. This is how we actually change the world, <laughs> is by people feeling joyful and proud of themselves when they go to bed at night and excited to do their day when they wake up. And that's what I love uh, I love doing. And I get to facilitate in my, in my spaces and containers.
0: That's awesome. So part two is what makes your program different?
1: Yeah, I love this question. (laughs) Um, So most of, most, most things in general, but definitely in the health industry, there is too much knowledge and not enough integration. It is, it is like a fire hose of knowledge, and then people are expected to raise their baseline and never have that problem again, which is just not the way humans work right. <laughs> when they're when they're tackling something they haven't done before. So this is why a lot of my clients, after the three month three months, will opt into working with me over the you know for another nine months to the whole, you know, uh, eventually some of them uh, one whole year to make that transformational change where it's saying, I actually know, not only not, I, I, I actually don't have this problem anymore, for sure. But I also have a whole new problem that I get to now integrate this into my life. Because what you do to lose weight, is actually different like you get a new problem (laughs) like we're all going to have problems but in my opinion you definitely don't want to have the same problem every year okay no Mm -mm. right so say i help somebody lose 20 pounds or something like that okay over a course of three months or something they lost 20 pounds okay great now they're like, "Well, who am I now? I lost 20 pounds. Can I keep it off? I don't know." Now my people are hitting on me for the first time in years. Like, what's that about? Like people are treating me differently. Like you you end up having new problems. And in order to not self-sabotage and go back to your baseline that was comfortable, you're you're wanting to continue to integrate that into your life. You want to actually practice doing These steps to empower your health, the process essentially, and knowing that you're going to have new problems. So many of my clients, they, they feel all confident and strong and healthy. And a lot of the times when I'm working with them um, later on after that three months is they're like, well, you know what, now I've really Now that I feel good, like I want to go make money, like I actually want to do something purposeful with myself. Like I really want to advance in my career, start that business I've been thinking about or have kids. And they have a new thing that they want, essentially a new problem. Right. Right. And and because that can be very uncomfortable, that having something like a new problem or having um, this idea that I want something, I, I desire something is actually uncomfortable. And why people self-sabotage and go back to just gaining the weight again? Because it's something that is more comfortable than saying, well, how do I handle it when somebody hits on me now? Or when I'm get, when somebody's coming up to me at a bar and they're flirting with me or whatever it is, right? Or how yep. do I handle it now? But my husband's not very fit, but I am. So, like, how do I navigate that? That's weird, you know, whatever it is that the client is, you know, wanting to bring up with me. Instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to revert to go back to the habits my husband's having and you know, waste those three months that I've been working with Olivia, let, let me just work on integration. How do I now integrate this new me into my life? And that is the juice of the program. That is why it's different. It's The knowledge is all out there. That's why I put it in a book. It's free. I'm giving my book away, essentially, <laughs> most of the time. And it's on Amazon, but I would love to gift it to your audience as well. The information is not the problem. It's actually the integration. And that is why it's different. People need to have time to integrate more than they need the the experience of, of getting it. They need to be able to keep it and keep it lasting and keep it sustainable so they don't ever have that problem again. And that is, that's my hope for each person who steps into my space.
0: Well, it definitely sounds like a life-changing book and helpful.
1: Yeah. So your guests are more than welcome to go and get this book today. You can find it at lose the weight book. So it's just lose the weight and then book.com. And when you um, put in your uh, email, um, I will email you a PDF copy uh, that you can download and read and have. If you want the, if you want the hard copy, you can go to Amazon, but maybe check out the PDF first. See if you're, you're going to get your bang for your buck there. And um, if anybody here is hearing anything that sounds like something that they would want support with. You can always reach out to me as well.
0: Shoot. I definitely would like a copy of the book. Definitely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I will definitely get you a a signed copy.
0: I appreciate it. That sounds, sounds a sign. I look forward to uh, reading this book. Definitely.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So, Part three of this question is: Why are your clients getting such great results?
1: Yeah. So, part of why my clients get really good results, I can answer this a lot of different ways. One is that um, one is that the the process of integration is important, which is what I spoke about. Um, the other reason is because they're working with somebody who doesn't have this problem anymore. Like I'm very, I'm an expert in this field. <laughs> so okay. I know my stuff very well. And I, um, love to share what I know and what I know to be true. I've also just worked with a lot of people over this time. So I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I know it works and I know it doesn't. And I'm, I'm a kind of, I'm a, the type of coach that is very honest and direct, um, I love to talk about what I call the 5% of life, the 5% really good. We celebrate a lot of the wins in the group and the 5% of life that's really hard. Most of us in our day only talk about the 90% that's kind of comfortable. And I think the reason why people are getting the support they need and making the changes they need, need in their life is because they finally get to talk about the 5% on the top end and the heart of life where they can be celebrated and almost, um, brag about how good it is for them in areas. Like what is working so well that you would feel like if you told anybody else, it would be, they would, they would say, Oh, stop being, you know, you need to be more humble, stop bragging or something. Or actually I, I believe that celebrating is, is, uh, we we need it. It's it's essential for change to be able to celebrate your successes. And then also to come in and say, this part is the most challenging thing in my life, and I don't have anywhere else to talk about it. And so I think that this program is powerful and people feel supported to create change and safe enough to dive dive in where they need to dive in and do the work they need to do is because we get right down to it. And um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm allergic to small talk. That's why I like podcasts. You know, it's like after <laughs> conversation. Um, I'm allergic to lies. Like I can spot a lie from a mile away, and I can't. Like I'm allergic to my like lying myself. So it's just a no BS community, and um, this is why I think it's different. It's it's just kind of getting straight up the problem. And everybody works at their own pace. There's not this type of, um, you know, type more. It's a one size fits all. It's not a one diet fits all, like one meal plan fits all. There's no one size fits all. So it's a lot of it is debunking the myths around um, exercise, diet, um, health and lifestyle. And most people are, you know, coming to me saying, you know, I don't know if this is possible for me to lose weight. I I don't know if it's possible for me because X, Y, and Z. And my job is saying, okay, what is it that you want? And let's just go see what is possible. That's what gets to be your sentence now. I can't wait to see what's possible for you, depending on your goals and your lifestyle and what's going on in your body. And I'm not telling anybody what to do. They're telling me what they need to do. And I'm keeping them accountable to that plan because everybody has knows their body more than I do. I'm not here to tell anybody about their bodies. People know exactly what they need to do. It's just, are you listening to that voice that says, okay, stop doing that, time to put that down, go to bed, drink water, <laughs> don't eat that, eat this. And it's about finding that voice again and having them connect with that voice. And that's what empowerment is about. It's not about me telling anybody about anything they're telling me and I'm just holding up that mirror so that it's just reflecting right back at them.
0: Yes. Because at the end of the day, if you want to change something about you or something in your life, you have to want to do it. You got to be committed to it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That commitment is it. And it's just a decision. So many times people are saying, well, I'll wait until I'm less busy or I'm not ready yet. And all of that, it's like, you're never going to be ready. If you're not ready, if you're not ready now, you might, it's just going to be a decision you make. It's going to be a decision you make ready is not, not a feeling ready. is just a decision you make to say, I'm going to commit to this again today. And I'm going to commit to this again the next day. (laughs) And each day you make that commitment and I love supporting people to make good decisions in their life because I care about the future. <laughs> so, if people are making good decisions for themselves and their body and their life, that means my child will grow up in a better world. So, that's why I do it.
0: You definitely have to have a leap of faith.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it is one of those things that is it's hard to, you know, if if someone if someone comes to me and says, you know, I wanna I wanna make a million dollars a year, and then they've never made a million dollars in a year, that's gonna require faith, right? If right. somebody's been overweight their whole life and they say, I need to lose 50 pounds, and they've always been overweight as long as they can remember, or since puberty or something, that's gonna be a leap of faith, right? That's going to require a lot of trust in themselves to say, I get to show up for myself again today. And so many of the practices and tools and strategies I give to people is just what you just said is, is having people trust themselves again and building that muscle of pride and having faith that, you know, I don't have to do this alone, whether it's tapping into spiritual, spiritual, uh, in spirit in some way or through practices of, of literally showing up for yourself so that you know what it feels to be proud.
0: I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So your next question is, what are some things that you still want to achieve in your life?
1: Yeah. Um, I have so many goals all the time right now. I'm really excited to be a part of this mastermind to grow this business that I'm in and to grow my coaching business. Um, I have a goal to be able to, you know, instead of helping hundreds of, um, you know, people a year, I want to help like more people per year. I want to get in front of more audiences and talk about what I know to be true. And um, I'm really excited to I love diving into different projects. So even um, there's so many places, uh, different types of roads you can go down being a a coach. But one of the things that sound really fun for me um, that hopefully will come out in the next year or so is to create a plan for people who are working um, at a computer in their day and giving them really solid blueprint for this is actually what's required to have energy, be more productive, have joy, not get burnt out, um, get out of stress. And I've been doing a little bit of a beta testing with it now, and it's been really fun. So my hope is that in a couple of years, I'll be able to be presenting this uh, course to companies who wanna give it to their employees where we can work together and really really lay out for people and give them the support and accountability they need so that they are feeling really strong in their body and joyful in their day. Because in my opinion, burnout is a choice. It's a choice, it's, it's not an, an inevitable thing, even it doesn't matter what job you have. But you have to know what to do um, and you have to have the support and accountability to do it. So it's not just the support from maybe a coach like me, but support from the, the, your boss or the team where everybody's doing it. So um, I'm hoping to have people reimagine how work gets done so that people are actually feeling good, even if they're working at a computer, um, even if they have a desk job. There are strategies that they and tools that can be implemented so that people are not getting burnt out and um, employee satisfaction goes up. And um, we need people feeling good right now. A lot of people are suffering and it's really hard to be working from home or in a hybrid situation. And that's just not going anywhere. <laughs> it's just we kind of are in a whole new world now. And um, it'd be nice to support people. To, to reimagine how this gets done how to take care of their body how to move in their day so that it's feeling um it, it's feeling really good at the end of the day they're not in pain and um not not burnt out and stressed out all day
0: well, with your drive, I'm sure anything you want to do will become a reality. So,
1: <laughs> thank you so much, Desmond. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. Just being honest, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, your next question is What do you think contributes to emotional well being, and how can we get out of stress, overwhelm, language, and worry?
1: Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll tackle this emotional well-being to start here.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: so most, most of the time, like I was saying before, a lot of it is about being able to actually have awareness of how you're feeling. Most of us do not know how we're feeling because we haven't paid attention to it or we don't have the words that we're just not used to using those types of words. So people say, Oh, I'm great. I'm fine. It was bad. It was good. But these are not great feeling words. Um, Being able to access where you're feeling it in your body as well. It can be a body sensation going even back to working at a desk. Most of the time when you're looking at a computer, for example, you don't, you don't breathe properly it's called uh, screen apnea instead of sleep apnea. It's like screen apnea. People tend to hold their breaths or have shorter breaths when they're looking at a screen, for example. And this causes stress. It causes your shoulders to come up. You hunch over more. Um, you get tightness in your belly. You might be clenching your fingers or your toes. And so part of what's, what stress is is it can happen in the body okay as a result to what's going on around you and it can also be it can also be fear so tony robbins has this quote that says stress is the achiever's word for fear and what he means by that is what we are worried about what we're anxious about if we can use what we're actually which is we are just afraid about or in fear about it's a more honest question to get down to the root of what's actually going on so that we can figure out how to change it. So, for example, if somebody's at a meeting and they're at their computer, they're probably feeling stress in their body. They maybe have been looking at it for five hours and they're annoyed or stressed or not breathing properly or in bad posture or something, they haven't stood up in a while. Okay, their body's not regulated, that's going to cause stress. And then in addition to all of that, maybe there's a presentation coming up that they're worried they're not going to have enough time to, 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 to prepare for, for example, but worried about time is like you're actually in fear that you don't have enough time. So Part of what we need to do as a society here is just get more honest with ourselves about what we are stressed about, worried about, and languish about. Um, Even part of the languishing is just this idea of, you know, you're not burnt out yet, but you're not inspired. You're just not motivated. You're not really into what you're doing. And some of the time that happens too is because you're you're on your way to burnout because you haven't implemented pleasure and play and joy into your life. And you might be getting signals from your intuition saying, Hey, it's time to, to reevaluate. It's time to change things up. But then fear steps in and says, well, what else I'm going to, what else am I going to do? This is my job. This is how I make money. What, what would I be doing otherwise? Right. And right. then fear come, the fear chatter comes in. So, we don't like that. We, and then we go back to the thing we were doing. We ignore that voice at all costs, right? right? So part of the strategy here to get out of all of this mess is to notice, first of all, notice your body in the day, whether you need to set timers on your phone or something to signal to your body, I'm going to check in with my body every hour. I'm going to check in with my body even, even once a day. <laughs> okay. If you're not doing this at all, just check in and say, how's my body doing right now? How are you doing body? I like, "Oh, I'm kind of cold actually. Maybe I'll put on a sweater or I'm a little thirsty. Or I'm actually, I'm hungry. Actually I have to go to the bathroom. I've had to go to the bathroom for 30 minutes and I've just been sitting here working instead. Right? Like your body's going to say something to you.
0: <laughs> Eventually it will.
1: Exactly. And then it's to asking your body, just what do you need? Okay. I need to eat soon. Okay. I need to stand up and then actually giving your body that thing. This is going to help you get out of stress. If your body is regulated, if your, if your body needs are met, and that is going back to the pillars of health, getting outside, eating well, drinking water, sleeping, getting in movement, right? So part of dealing with stress is you want to make sure that your body has its basic needs met and from there, you're wanting to really get honest with yourself about what are your, what are you in fear about, what are you afraid of, and it might not sound like fear when you're talking to yourself in your head. It might sound like I'm annoyed, I'm worried, I'm stressed, I have anxiety, I'm so busy, I never have time. So and so did this, and she's bugging me, blah blah blah. Right? It sound, it doesn't sound. Honest, really. Underneath all that is I have to have a hard conversation with a friend. Um, I'm not taking care of myself and I need to be. It's it's actually keep going in that in that investigation with the words and sentences you say to yourself often so that you can get down to the root of the problem of what you're actually afraid of. And when you do that, you're able to free yourself of. The weight you're carrying by saying, oh, this is actually what I'm afraid of. I'm actually afraid that I'm in the wrong business and I might have to leave this job. I'm actually afraid that if I make time for myself, that my kids will feel like I'm not spending enough time with them or my husband or whatever, right? You're getting down to the root of it. And then you can say, well, is this even true? Is this what is actually possible for me? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Just take a second, you know, and just assess my fears and see what's true and what's not. Because a lot of the time, it's not that it's impossible to change. It's just that we don't know how to get there. And everybody likes to stop right there. It's like, well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to make more money? I don't know how to do that. It's like, great. You don't know how. Perfect. Of course, you don't know how. If you knew how, you would have done it already.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Right?
1: So you got to go find people that don't have that problem you have, that have already solved this problem. Most of the time when people are coming up to a a problem, quote unquote, they think, well, how am I going to make this happen? What am I going to do? And that's the wrong question. You want to instead say, who can help me? Who can help me solve this problem? Not what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? You would have already done it already. Think, who can help me solve this problem? If just doing that alone will save you so much time and the negative chatter, negative self-talk that happens, you're not going to figure it out by yourself sitting there worrying about it. You would have already figured it out. <laughs> Don't waste another week, another month, another year. You want to go find people that have solved it already. And that's how you get out of that cycle, that toxic cycle of doing the same thing over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much like a hamster running on the wheel all day, just spinning and spinning.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You want to get out of that as quickly as possible. And most of it is by getting the support that you need and really taking radical responsibility for your life in a whole different way. And you, you think about it like, okay, I actually am going to be a co-creator in my life. I'm not a victim here of poor me. I can't. If only I was I had more money, if only I, my husband helped out more, if only I had a college education or whatever it is that people think that are, are are things that are inhibiting them of reaching their goals, It's it gets to be instead, okay, what do I, what is my next aligned, empowered action I can take so that I can get the experience I want to have? And it's not easy. I'm not saying any of this is easy, but it is easier when you have support and it's easier when you're working with people who already know, I mean, how, for example, writing this book, for example, lose the weight, create your healthy state. I had no idea how to write a book. Before I decided to post on social media, Hey, everybody, guess what? I'm gonna write a book. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I posted it, and then I'm like, well, I guess I should go ask somebody how to do this. <laughs> right.
0: right? Absolutely.
1: And I went to go find people who help people write books, and I signed up with her program, and I wrote a book in three months with her, right? Nice. So it's, it's not if I was thinking like, oh, I don't know how, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't, did da do. It would take me, like, let me go figure out how to do this. Like, like, let me Google this. Like, what? No. Let me go find somebody that knows how to do this so I can go do it as quickly as possible. And that's this is the type of speed I think is necessary that we all need to be moving at now because the world's a mess.
0: Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) It's a mess, right? And so we kind of need to change faster. We need to do the thing faster and stop waiting and find people who can help us.
0: It's all about taking control of your life.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. It really is about taking that, that full responsibility and knowing, really knowing what you can control and what you can't control. And that's really what trips so many of us up. You know, anytime I'm in drama. Anytime I'm in frustration, it's usually because I'm trying to control something outside of my control. Right. And it's either trying to control the past. It's worrying and stressed out and trying to control the future about something, or it's trying. It's like worrying or stressed out about somebody else, whatever what somebody else is doing or not doing. Right. Right. And I can't control anybody. I can't definitely can't control what already happened. I definitely can't control what's going to happen tomorrow. All I can do is say, what is it that I can control and move from there? And usually that just starts with self-empowerment. Usually it's just like, okay, what's my next step? (laughs) What do I got to do today? (laughs) And that's what what I help people to do.
0: Yep. So what's done is done. All you can do is just move on. That's it.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So. At this point, in my pod I always turn it over to my guests, and you can ask me any question that you want.
1: Oh, yay! I love asking questions. Okay, cool, Desmond. Um, I would love to ask why, why this avenue? Tell me why a podcast, as opposed to any other type of uh, media, you could have done this and shared shared this information. Tell me, tell me why you decided to start this podcast.
0: That's the number one question I'm always asked. Oh,
1: so, good, good.
0: okay, yeah, yeah uh huh. So to answer your question, um, at first it just started out as a hobby. Um, I did like, a couple episodes with close some of my close friends and everything, and then at time grew went by and stuff, I started falling in love with it, getting to know different people from walks of life. Learning about things I didn't know about, Um, just knowing people from around the world. I've interviewed so many people from different walks of life lawyers, doctors, therapists, just different backgrounds. And I'm intrigued, I'm like a sponge. I like to soak up as much knowledge as I can. Um, Also, I listen to different podcasts, whether it has to do with sports, business, finance anything that I can get my hands on to expand my knowledge as much as possible. So I pretty much, as we were talking about earlier, I start falling in love with the process.
1: Nice. Beautiful. That's so fun. Yes. I love that. Can I ask you another question as well? Cause I'm just curious go, from what you go for said. it. Yeah. So um, what was your process to start this, pro- this podcast? So was it something that you, had a lot of angst over, were you just excited and you were just, yes, I just did this one day. Tell me what was coming up for you. Cause I know a lot of people who want to start podcasts. So I would love to know your process or any fears that came up and then how you worked to work through that.
0: Um, For me, the process pretty much started by listening to other podcasts seeing what people were talking about and one day I was just sitting there watching TV, I'm like, hey I can do this too I have a lot of things, a lot of information i like to share with people as well and then um, as each episode started to go by, in my head I'm like I want to start bringing some people on here Mm -hmm. to talk about things people may not know about I feel like it'll make the podcast even more interesting, more attractive for people to come listen Mm Mm-hmm So once I started doing that, that's when it really started taking off. So it's just about progression, just taking it one step at a time, not looking forward, not looking back, just staying within the moment. So,
1: Cool. That's great. I love it. What topics do you like to um, share with people? What is it that was burning for you? Like, you know, I have a lot of things to say. Got, that kind of felt like how I wrote the book, right? It's like, I have a lot of things to say. I'm going to go put it in a book, right? So what was, what is one of those things that you were really wanting everybody to know?
0: Um, we've been talking about some of the things throughout this podcast, just about being happy, um, doing what you want to do with your life. Don't wait for somebody to tell you to do it. Um just grow as an individual don't try don't stay stuck in one place pretty much try to what you need to do even if you need to get help ask for it i think a lot of times people are afraid to ask for help and i feel like it stunts your growth it's okay to ask for help
1: i love that yeah i am huge i'm a huge proponent of asking for help that that actually changed my life really practicing asking for help um, anytime I got stuck, not from a plate. And that's a, it's an interesting balance, not from a place of someone else is going to solve this for me and take it, take it over and do it for me, but a, in a way to say, I don't know how to do this. I know I'm very capable and I'm going to go find someone to help me tell me what I don't know so that I can go do it. Right. And right. that is, I think one of the. The, the best skills I've actually acquired <laughs> in my life is asking for help immediately. Not like a month later after I've been in a puddle of tears about something, <laughs> but <laughs> immediately. And um, I love that that is the message that you're sharing on this, on this platform. That's beautiful.
0: I try my best. I just try to tell people, whatever you want to do, just go for it. Especially with this pandemic going on the past couple of years, like life is definitely not guaranteed. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It is all about just going for it and just stepping into that arena. And that's the, the that is the, uh, the practice there. It's really about, you can know all the knowledge and do all the, try to make everything perfect in your office, being the lone, the lone wolf, you know, trying to solve all the problems and, and do it just right. But it's actually in the process of, of, of practicing the thing you want to do and, and stepping in and doing it. That's, that's going to actually make you good at it. You're not going to get good at it until you and allow people in on that process. And that's why I let people in on the journey with me. It's because I'm, I'm not going to get good at it until I just do it anyway. So let me just want you all come along for the ride, <laughs> like, and let's do this together. And if it's going to be inspiring to you, that ripple effect matters um, to, to see people stepping in, in that way. And we don't always get to see what that ripple effect is, but it's always there. And the more people that are, shining bright, joyful, curious, continuing to learn and be aware of themselves. The the better role models we'll have for our kids and for others around us that, you know, need that need that smile in the day or need your light shining bright.
0: Most definitely. I feel like we can be an inspiration to each other. We just have to be willing to want to help our fellow man or woman out in their time and need so
1: yeah absolutely
0: so before we end this podcast um is there any message you would like to leave the audience also do you have anything new coming up and do you want to share your social media handles
1: Yeah, I would love to. Thank you for that opportunity. You can find me everywhere at Olivia Fish. My name is kind of spelled funny, so I'm going to spell it for y'all. It's spelled like olive, O-L-I-V-E, and then it's Y-A-H. And then Fish is spelled F-I-S-C-H. And Facebook, Instagram, all the things. You can find me there. And if you want a copy of my book, please go to Lose the Weight, book.com and you can get a free copy of my book um right now uh for the spring here we're going to be opening up new spots for my group coaching space i'd love for you to come and join me if anything in here sounded like something that you want support with and um i'm always i'm always giving a lot of information away for free too. So I've got really good resources in my live network that you can join as well. If you start following me on any platform, you'll, you know, especially on Instagram, you'll see in my Lincoln bio, the, my inner circle it's called the live network where I, post weekly tips and tricks and strategies and we have a really fun community in there it's just off of the main social platforms but it's a fun space to get support even if you're not joining one of my programs and i have a lot of those types of community support that i really love to um share and and people like to share with their families as well so hope you hope to see you there um would be great to to uh to connect
0: Well, everybody, make sure you support all her endeavors that she has going on. Um, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for coming on the pod. I appreciate it. I really do.
1: Thank you so much, Desmond. Um, Good luck to you. And yeah, it was an honor. Such a fun conversation. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. And I'm glad you enjoyed our conversation and were comfortable enough to share your life story as well, too.
1: Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. You have a good rest of your evening and God bless.
1: God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.